you want to heat up your pad before we start? No. Is it too late? I'm just going to suffer for like however long this takes. Okay. Have you taken any, any medication? I took Midal. You should take ibuprofen too if you can. I don't know if you can mix those. I think you can. Because I think, I think uh, Midal has aspirin or an NSAID in it, and then ibuprofen is not an NSAID. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, you just you know, bleed a lot if you cut yourself. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. I have a clotting disorder, so. Perfect. <laughs> so you can bleed as much as you want. <laughs> Look at all the blood. The bloodletting works. <laughs> it cures my alive. Chess Talk, episode 129, with Brantley, kind of, and Rob. Kind of. Kind you're of. Not, you're. Because I'm crippled? Yeah, you're, you're phasing, mostly here. You're phasing through planes. You're not completely here. Yeah, the same trio as last week, and with just as many stellar topics. <laughs> I don't... This is entirely accurate. Is this too early for you, Rob? Huh? No, I'm just, I'm just, I think the description's a bit heavy-handed, Much. but, you know, <laughs> I think we'll be okay, though. We're recording this at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Might be the earliest we've ever recorded an episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Usually, when we do it with Eddie, it would be, like, noon, maybe one at the earliest. But here we are, and Brittany is indeed crippled. Her neck is not working. We don't know why. Because I'm 80. Because you're 80, and I think that you're sinking into the bed slowly each night. She's becoming it's one with the bed. swallowing me. Yeah. The, the bed has an insatiable hunger. It just knows, like, <laughs> it needs we more need Brittany. to be one. <laughs> oh. You can't laugh. You can't move. You can't I do can't. anything. Went to the gym yesterday, and you loved it. That's not what I heard. Nope. That seems fabricated. That sounds like fake news, Cody. I like the gym. I did, like... Two and a half to three miles on the elliptical. Yeah. Ooh. That was fun. Yeah. That's good. The elliptical's okay. Yeah. I'm better at cardio than the other the w- stuff. The weight part. The weight. The, mu- the muscly things. I can run. I just can't lift, bro. Can't lift, bro. Yeah. You don't lift, bro. You need the protein. Bro. You need some proteins. I was researching how to relieve my neck pain, and I found this video. That's how do you how you pop your own neck. And it's just some, like, some Asian guy with a very thick accent trying to show you, like, how you crack your neck, like, just by, like, twisting your head really fast. And all of the comments are just, like, (laughs) instructions unclear, I'm dead now. (laughs) Or (laughs) instructions unclear, I accidentally built a hydrogen bomb. (laughs) It looks like one of the PUBG hackers. (coughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, you said it. Gotta go for those low-hanging fruit, Cody. Gotta make, gotta make it happen. Oh, it's my turn. I, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rob and I are playing but chess this week. I was just trying to figure out how I could help myself, but everything told me, don't try to help yourself. Yeah. You really need a you, professional. Yeah. Which sucks, but it's better than dying. Yeah. So that's been your last hour When and did a I half. wake up? No, I technically woke up at like 6 a.m. Yeah. The pain woke me up out of a NyQuil sleep. Well, when I got up <laughs> wow. at 8.30, you were snoring, so you were definitely back asleep. Oh, okay. You just don't remember it. I you don't were remember snoring. Sleeping. I remember Ab. pain. Very, very thrilling. Mm-hmm. Very much so. What the people want to hear? You wanted to talk about <laughs> my pain. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I don't remember that at all, Brittany. I wasn't Give saying me the that. Transcripts. I wasn't saying <laughs> that sarcastically. 
Show me the emails. <laughs> we watched the funny L.A. Noir VR video. And have you ever played L.A. Noir, Rob? I have actually never played L.A. Noir. Neither have um, I. Brittany has. It's fun. Oh. It's the one game where she's played it, and she's the only person I've known that's ever played it. Really? Yeah, I don't know anyone that's ever played that game. Huh. But you I like that game. I like Madeline it because... I played it too. I don't know her. Oh. You're confused. Fair Sorry. Fair I've never met her. <laughs> that's yeah. right, you haven't met her. That's true. The invitation has been extended, and it's been like, meh. That's, <laughs> Anyways. that's the response. <laughs> okay, Anyways, La Noir. L.A. Noir. La Noir. L.A. Black. What about it? Like... I mean, is it a good game? It's fun. Like, it's, it's nothing super complicated or mm-hmm. there's no, I feel like there's no skill involved. It's more like a story during it. It's, it's kind of like heavy rain from what I've gathered. It's a story. And then, like, you can interact with the story. I think it's good for VR. Really? I was going to say, I don't know how that game would fare in VR. Because it's nothing like the movements in the game are very simple. It's just you, like moving your character around a room looking for clues and looking at people while you talk to them and trying to read their facial expression. There's nothing super involved to like it's good for like the beginnings of this technology. I feel Would so you still say we're involved. in the beginnings of VR? I think so. I would yeah. agree with that too. Yeah, because they're going to be on the second generation of VR. I still feel soon. like it's the beginning. Yeah. The games haven't evolved enough yet. I mean, yeah. if you look at it, the games are still fairly rudimentary. I think Do you think it's the games or the hardware, like the technology itself? I, I think it's neither. I think it's the, the mindset of developing games specifically for VR. Like um, people don't know how to design a VR game. Yeah, because think about it this way. Remember how Google launched that um, 360-degree video kind of tech? Not tech, but like a concept where you could record videos in 3D space and you know publish them to YouTube. People can watch them on their phone or with the VR stuff. Yeah, yeah. The big issue with those is how do you create a constructive narrative in a movie and then kind of extrap- extrapolate that out to a video game? How do you do a narrative where a person's entire freedom of movement and ability to interact with everything in a game form and keeping it compelling and interesting versus it just being right. like a normal game where you can do VR? Or how do you keep it from just being an on-rails game? Because exactly. it's expensive to generate an entire world that's 100% interactable in a 360 degree environment right that's why i feel like this game works because you don't need to interact with everything just the important stuff right and it's limited in scope enough to be technologically logical and the video seems okay like i definitely see how the game is struggling to keep itself in vr like it doesn't seem great there's definitely a lot of issues with the facial animations and the hand movements and stuff, but it seems like it'd be fun. People like it, I guess. Would you yeah. want to play it in VR, Brit, or are you fine playing it on the computer? I don't know if I want to play anything in VR. I feel like I get dizzy. <laughs> yeah, you're too old for that. Yeah, clearly. I think the problem there's a uh, like a percentage of people that are affected by the uh, the latency of VR to like real world simulation. I yeah, just like, get motion sickness exactly really easily. Oh, okay, that's yes. If I'm not moving exactly how what I'm to like what I'm seeing, I get sick. Your eyes see you moving, but your body isn't, and so your brain doesn't know how to cope with that. Yeah, it's like when you go to like on amusement park rides or like motion rides, it's not 100% synced up to what you're watching. I start I can notice it, and it makes me feel like dizzy. Right. So you're just old. Yeah, I'm old. You just can't handle the newfound technologies. 
in this episode of Chess Talk, we uh, continue to discuss how old I am. <laughs> Thank you. How old are you again? 80. Oh. 80,000. Yeah, I forgot yeah. how old you are. But I think it's a good game to be in VR. I think VR is still in early stages to me. And it's a good test run for it. It's a good tech demo almost. Like, yeah, you could put a game like this in VR and it is playable. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I'll agree. But it's a fun game. It's nothing like amazing, but it's a good story. I didn't finish it. Oh, I thought you did. No. Yeah, you should beat that. Would you play Skyrim in VR? I mean, I would try it, but <laughs> that's probably years from now where they can do that. Yeah. Oh, just cause I the thought they announced it already. Oh, it's out already. I believe it is. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I think know it's how out. That would be right now. Yeah, it's on PS4, Xbox One, and uh, Steam. Right. The big. So. The big three. In other news this week, Paddington Bear is now the epitome of the movie industry, and we are going to be strictly a Paddington Bear review podcast from now on. What? Every week, we're just going to review it again and give it higher and higher scores. There is no ceiling. We're Describe keep the going. plot to me. It's a bear. And he okay. wears a, he wears like a raincoat. <laughs> he he likes sandwiches. I don't fucking know. but And sh- in, in the shapes of numbers as well. But it's the greatest movie of all time, apparently. And I wish Carlos was here because he lost his mind when he saw that. Mm-hmm. Is it supposed to be like a serious kid movie or just a straight up kid movie? It's a uh, well, Pine Bear. I think I, I never. I was never really into it. I didn't really watch it when I was younger. But I, I believe it, it. It's just like Winnie the Pooh and everything else. Like a character that oh. does things. It's not a real bear. And it's not well, <laughs> shocking. No spoiler. It's all over. But I don't think it's meant to be like a serious take on anything i think it's just a bear and his antics i got the plot summary i guess settled in with the brown family i guess you got to see paddington one to catch up with the story paddington the bear is a popular member of the community who spreads joy and marmalade wherever he goes one fine day he spots a pop-up book in an antique shop the perfect present for his beloved aunt's 100th birthday when a thief steals the prize book paddington embarks on an epic quest to unmask the culprit before aunt lucy's big celebration it's made over a hundred and thirty million dollars U.S. so far. Just it just came out this weekend. Uh, mm. last week, the twelfth. Okay. Okay. What was its budget? Fifty million. So it's it's about to make triple in just domestic sales. Paddington Bear, y'all. This movie is a fucking joke. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. The original Paddington came out twenty fourteen, so the anticipation was just boiling over i mean you got that you got that nostalgia factor little kids wanted to see the sequel and three years older and they remember all the glory of paddington one <laughs> all the glory the glory that he oh, did yeah surprisingly it's the foreign market where it's destroying it's only made 25 million domestic hmm. it's made almost 150 million foreign hugh grant is in it Ooh. <laughs> oh you want to see it now <laughs> i like hugh grant <laughs> that's peaked your interest I just wanted to touch on that phenomenon that is the homie. We're not living in a real world anymore. We're in the no. wrong timeline. This is We're what it is. living in a meme timeline. Tide Pods are the kids' favorite Snacks. snack. <laughs> After school snack. During school snack. <laughs> I saw a picture where they were ordering a pizza for a class because they all did like A's on the test or something. And they took a vote on what toppings they wanted on the pizza. And 13 people voted for Tide Pods to be the toppings on the pizza. Pizza rolls out, Tide Paws in. Yeah. You don't even need a microwave them. They're just ready. <laughs> ready when you are. And they don't melt. They, they melt in your mouth, not in your hand. You know, it's perfect. I texted my dad asking what I should do about my neck. 
and he was like just put some hot or put some heat on it and what happened and i told him like oh i think i just slept on it wrong he's like you're not supposed to do that (laughs) (laughs) thanks britney's dad Thanks for that. <laughs> fuck, it's fixed, just like that. Oh, fuck, thanks. <laughs> I'm just doing it all wrong. Oh, my bad. He's going to give you whiplash with this sudden realization. <laughs> Make it worse. Dad, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> you just dropped too many truths on me. Do you want to just get into the movie first? Disaster Artist? Yeah, sure. I feel like we talked about it more with Tyler, didn't we? No. We didn't Because we hadn't seen it then we um, saw it in between that episode and the chess talk awards and not every rob hadn't seen it at the chess talk awards so uh, we did want to get into it we talked about it a little because it was eddie's favorite movie of the year yeah okay you liked it for the most part rob oh no i thought it was i thought it was awful and wonderful at the same time because it really highlighted all of the key components i think behind the scenes that made those moments in the room bad You've seen The Room, right? I've seen parts of The Room. I've seen it like in its entire continuity, but I feel like that's not going to change how I feel about the movie based on each individual scene and then the general consensus that the story threads don't ever really kind of weave themselves into a coherent narrative. It's just a lot of fragmentation across the the story. But that's the beauty of it. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I can see it, but it's not going to change my perspective of how I feel about those scenes I've seen so far or the movie yeah. as a whole. Those scenes stand alone, pretty much, because there is no continuing story. Right. And I think one of the, the tidbits is, like, the scene in The Disaster Artist where the woman faints. Like, that whole scene about her having cancer just disappears in the movie. It just doesn't... Mm-hmm. Nothing happens with that. Literally one scene where it's mentioned and then never... Again. Back. And yeah, the actress like, is like, why am I talking about this? Mm-hmm. It's, like the, the, it's like the backwards of Chekhov's gun. It's just the anti-Chekhov gun. Mm-hmm. If anybody has no Chekhov's gun, it's yeah. basically uh, if you see a gun in scene one, the gun's going to go off in scene two kind of thing. Or if, if you're trope. going to put it in the book, it needs to have a purpose. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like you can't just put a gun in there and not have it be shot. Mm-hmm. I think you like the disaster artist more than me, Brittany. I mean, probably. Because you've seen The Room, and do you think seeing The Room made the movie better? or? I think everyone keeps telling me it doesn't. But I still think it does. Maybe it's more of like a nostalgia thing because I watched The Room like eight years ago. When you were a wee lass. When I was in high school. A <laughs> wee lass. When I was a baby. Babby's like, first it, like, movie. It was like a huge joke in my friend group and it was the only thing we would talk about for a while. So like maybe it's just a, like nostalgia for me and to see it like where it is now in its cult success it's cool so maybe that's why i enjoy it so much mm-hmm. i don't really have much to say about it now because it's been a while since i've watched it it's not as fresh in your mind yeah but i definitely enjoyed the movie that's all i can really say <laughs> i want to hear what rob has to say about it yeah <laughs> since it's fresh in his mind um i i i just really enjoyed it um mainly because i wanted to see kind of like what the because it's obviously greg sestro's point of view on the movie so it was interesting to see like his interpretation of events, and because we'll never see what Tommy thinks of it, um, given just the time frame and the fact they didn't write a book about it. But I really enjoyed the overall. Like Madeline hates James Franco. Really, I like him. I think he's funny. He's arrogant. He does have like a certain character about him, but I think he's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And so seeing him kind of become that role really well, um, 
was kind of it, it, I think it validated his ability to have like some sort of diversity in his skill and it's not just he's you know the kind of bro character or you know he's the not semi the weed guy yeah yeah he's not he's his pineapple express is not the epitome of what kind of actor he is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the same thing with his brother whose name escapes me also Dave. Franco Dave Franco. Dave Franco he always seems to play I think I could say he always seems to play either the really really whiny guy or like the mean guy yeah and he kind of played a less whiny character as I was interesting to see them. And also the fact that the brothers and they're interacting in that, in that kind of weird brotherly fashion on screen, I think also helped the movie overall keep its, um, a realistic feeling, but it was just a good movie. I enjoyed it. I liked all the supporting cast with like, you know, Seth Rogen and, um, Paul Shear. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was a fun movie. It was fun just getting to know the backstory a little bit more, um, fictionalized, but it was, it was, it was good. I liked the cameo yeah. with Brian Cranston, kind of like a very, um, contemporary character that i guess was really part of his girlfriend's life at in some capacity um well except that story wasn't true right 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 right. yeah like that that was just thrown in for the sake of the movie but it was cool to see something like that yeah there was a a bit of truth behind um the shaving scene that was real um but just the reason why wasn't uh the 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 role for knock in the middle i think it's something to do with the fact that um, Greg didn't want to be recognized yeah. after the movie came out. It's kind of like a mask, he said. Yeah, he wanted to just keep a beard for the entire thing and then shave once he was gone. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but it was it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I, really, I, I would actually probably watch it again just to see all the little funny nuances again. I, I like the very end that they did the little comparison shots of oh, yeah. the remake and then also the movie itself. It's like they did a very good job of kind of keeping things true to life and true to form. Of that was the probably original. the best part of the movie i yeah, think that was and the i most yeah. satisfying and i wanted to see like an hour of just that yeah. just comparison <laughs> shots oh, yeah. that would have been great for me yeah their commitment to getting every detail right is why i loved it which is kind of funny if you think about it because that's how tommy was in his um apparent view of hollywood and filmmaking is every all the details matter and they were real even though they're really not like the working bathroom the uh building a whole set even though the there's a alleyway right outside that's exactly the same kind of thing it's just it's comical in the in that in that and sense he used a green screen of san francisco when he owned buildings in san francisco mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but he just had this idea of how hollywood is done yeah and you weren't going to change his mind about that Mm-mm. this is hollywood and this is how it is done and you just got to deal with it because i'm tommy was because mm-hmm. <laughs> i know all the things yeah because mm-hmm. i have six million dollars to spend on this stupid fucking movie yeah, I really want to know where he got all the money. That's that's the one thing that's always no been very curious. That's no what I knows. think. Like, he's that makes the most sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's the most plausible theory. <laughs> no, it's not. Clearly, look it up, o- Cody. Occam's razor. <laughs> Simplest answer. He's D.B. Cooper. So complicated, though. That is <laughs> nope, the opposite simple. of simple. simple. No. D.B. Cooper robbed the plane. Tommy Wiseau showed up. Clearly, D.B. Cooper. Look into it, Cody. Because when was the whole DB Cooper woke. thing? Wasn't that in the sixties? Yeah. Wake up. Yeah. How old is Tommy Wiseau? We don't know. He's not eighty when he made the room. But DB Cooper, they don't know how old he was. Yeah. He was older, I thought. Yeah. I thought he was like in his thirties and forties when no. he did that shit. It's it said in the original bulletin from the FBI said he's mid forties. Yeah, exactly. But that's just a bulletin. That's just people like you know seeing the guy and making assumptions about how old he is. Mm-hmm. He could have had like a rock and roll lifestyle and just looked really old. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> Cody, you're making this really difficult. Just accept it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I can't accept that Tommy Wiseau is fucking D.B. Cooper. No, he's not fucking D.B. Cooper. He is D.B. Cooper. My explanation is it's probably like drugs. Drug money. Some yeah. sort of like the mafia ties. The other most ties. plausible scheme, possible theory, is that uh, the room was a money laundering scheme. Yeah. Like, I, I would much rather accept that than he's... But D.B. Cooper is okay. fun. <laughs> him being a fucking crime lord, that's also pretty fun. Yeah. Imagining him just being this mastermind of that's in the deleted scenes <laughs> him and zach efron they got it figured out god, chris r <laughs> oh my god when i realized at the end of the movie that zach efron was chris r i lost my mind yeah i did not recognize no, zach efron right wait like, chris chris r the thug in like the first scene that they shoot Mm-hmm. The dude in the black beanie I had, and the guy. Holy crap! That's that's, that's Zach Efron. Yeah, that's Zach. I gotta go back and I gotta back, back, yeah. back and watch that scene. It is the best part of the movie. Now that I know it's Zach Efron. Yeah. What? Yeah, because you see him at the end, like during the screening, without like the beard and stuff, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's that's definitely Zach Efron. Yeah, I love that Zach Efron is like a good actor now and like serious. High School Musical was super serious. So serious. Super serious. And just great tunes all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't get like typecast into these like kids' roles. Mm. I think he did oh. what he could to not be stuck in that typecast because oh, yeah. there, there was for a while where he was doing movies just like dumb, yeah, movies Disney like the movies. movie with Jason Bateman where they swap bodies it was like Freaky Friday too. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, that they had terrible. that movie, and then I think shortly after that, like he was just like, I think no, no, he no. just like seeked out like. Judd Apatow was like, save my career now. Yeah. I want to not be stuck in hell, please. Yeah. Get me out of Disney. Do you have any other thoughts or do you want to rate it, Robert? I'll just rate it. I mean, I, I, you have to just kind of watch it. I think I, can, I can't really give a concrete feeling other than what I said so far other than the fact that it's an enjoyable movie to watch. Whether or not you've seen that room completely in parts or not at all. I think it was a fun fun movie to watch. I think it's like a solid 8 out of 10. Really? Just okay. As itself. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, enjoyable movie yeah I'd, i don't know if i'd ever want to watch it again though i'd want to watch parts of it again but not the entire movie as a whole a second time you know mm-hmm. i'd want to just skip ahead to the room part of the movie yeah prob- that, that's probably a good point yeah the, the beginning part is kind of me it's just lacking in substance there it just they do a very good job of retelling the book like I can't fault them for that. It's just not what I want to see. Which yeah, the I book is about. about their relationship. Yeah, their brotherly love <laughs> and mm. hatred. Yes, yeah, I guess brotherly love. It's is. brothers. <laughs> so ready to move on to TV. Sure. Defends. The defends. Defense. The defense. Defensivers. The defender. Brittany and I we finished it yesterday, Friday. When did we finish it? A couple days ago. Thursday. I don't know. We finished it a couple days ago. And Rob, you just finished episode three. Yeah, just about an hour ago. I've been I've kind of watched two yesterday and one today. Are you okay if we spoil? I don't want to spoil too much for you, but just like general feelings about the season. Are you okay if we get into that? Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, it's totally fine. You're not super invested in the show and no, what's going to. I'm happen. more invested in the movies just because the shows aren't directly linked to the movies, mm-hmm. um, so I don't care yeah. as much, which is an, an unfortunate thing. I think it was very much like a rise and fall in terms of how good the show was i think it definitely gets it's the best towards the middle maybe episode three might be one of the best episodes episode three and four Mm -hmm. might be one of the best and after that it just kind of like struggles to continue yeah like a a reoccurring theme i saw in the comments discussion on reddit was like 
why was this eight episodes like it felt it really felt like it dragged on for a lot of episodes there's an entire episode of just exposition where they're stuck in a restaurant it's like okay Mm -hmm. i mean did you need this episode really my opinion of it was like trying to find the positive side is that it felt the most like a comic book adaptation Mm -hmm. like it was very like there wasn't a large overarching story it was this one story happening at this time and every episode felt like a different chapter in a comic book it did well at capturing the essence of comic books than the other marvel netflix shows did for me but i lost interest very fast that is kind of the thing i can agree with um the first two episodes mainly because i felt like they were um getting everybody up to speed I felt like they were very boring because they were very exposition heavy. There were like scenes that were entertaining and I enjoyed watching, mm-hmm. but it felt kind of expositional early on. And then I can see why three and four will be really exciting. Having just finished three going into four, why those will be really good. And then, you know, the, the following episodes will be, will be less so it's just because it seems like there's the, this is the mid season climax and, and they're not, I don't, did they have plans to do a second season of defenders? I don't know. Yeah. Not that I've heard. Okay. I don't know. They're probably waiting to see how, the next couple seasons of each shows are received yeah before they continue on because what's confirmed another jessica jones is another coming out daredevil March. another daredevil uh iron fist 2 and luke cage 2 are being filmed okay soon. so they, so everyone is getting another season i think so okay i don't know about the punisher i don't think anything's confirmed about that because that just came yeah. out it was i don't know it was just frustrating to watch because I felt like they didn't know how they wanted the season to go and they just didn't utilize characters in a great way. Mm-hmm. Spoilers with Sigourney. We were like, she just doesn't do a lot Yeah. throughout the entire thing. She just kind of, she's menacing. And then you're like, Oh, okay. She's like always threatening to do something, Yeah. but she never actually does anything. She just mm-hmm. like shows up and everyone's like, Oh God, she's here. Don't, mm-hmm get out we gotta leave and it's like well what the fuck what is she doing why is she scary madam gal is a better villain than her yeah Yeah. she is a daredevil in this i was like what the fuck are you like Mm -hmm. you're just a weird old lady i mean i think in this she at least like i liked when she used like her power but all she ever did is push things because she's old and she can't actually do stunts it was just frustrating i found i just saying like she's more menacing than gordon weaver's character was to alexandra or whatever alexandra yeah yeah Yeah. i i'm so what what, did they ever did they ever discuss what that earthquake was yeah okay Mm -hmm. yeah they get into that i mean a little bit it's just kind of like you pick up on it they don't directly say this is what caused it you're just like all right i get where that came from got it okay um yeah so i could see her becoming kind of lame because she acts like she's tough but when it comes to like like even episode three like she if she was as functional as everybody makes her out to be she could do something in that scene where where they all show up instead of just backing away and letting electra yeah do everything for her and then electra getting trekked into a wall yeah yeah it's just a whole lot of why Mm -hmm. because Everyone kept comparing Alexandra to Fisk in season one of Daredevil. Like, they were trying to make a new Fisk and trying to make someone that's menacing and doesn't get their hands dirty and is just a mastermind, but it just came across, like, bad Mm -hmm. with Alexandra. 
I do want to comment on the the fighting in this one. Mm -hmm. I know Iron Fist got a lot of crap, and I didn't understand it entirely. I thought it was average at best, but it was still entertaining to watch. I felt like Iron Fist and Luke Cage, their fighting scenes like that they're involved in are always more entertaining to watch. And then when it comes to Jessica Jones and Daredevil, I feel like theirs are more... I don't want to say hokey, but they feel different like they don't feel as polished i think it's because with daredevil and iron fist they have powers that are very apparent and they know how to use them whereas with daredevil his power is he can see basically he can see you mean luke cage and iron fist have yeah it's sorry yeah sorry tangible powers <laughs> luke cage yeah. and iron fist their powers are more apparent and they use them more often daredevil yeah, he can true. see and he's just trained to fight he just does karate and jessica jones isn't really much of a fighter she has like super strength but she doesn't like using and it. and even then yeah i've talked to you about that Brittany. like it her power is so inconsistent with mm -hmm. her strength. Like sometimes, I think she just doesn't like using it. She doesn't want to be a hero. I know, but I wish they would that touch on sense. that more yeah. and like they explain. do in her show. Like a, they well, just like, completely like underplayed her in Defenders. Yeah, scene. because sometimes but there's struggle. a scene though where she talks about that's your word, not mine. So I think they, there's that thread that goes along yeah. in Defenders. Yeah. But I think that the show kind of hinges on you having watched all of that. All those mm. shows as well. But even Jessica Jones came out, what, two years ago at this point? Mm, yeah. Was it? 2016? Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. So it's like, I'm sorry I don't watch that every year to make sure it's all fresh in my mind. Like, Well, I do. I know. So yeah. it's just, it's cooler to mm -hmm. see Iron Fist and Luke Cage fight, especially now that I can't remember the actor's name for Iron Fist, Loris. Tyrell. Loris um, Tyrell. Loris Tyrell. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll link, link it. I'll link I have it. it. Um, it's it's like uh, Finn he, Jones. Finn, Finn Jones. Yeah. Now that he's had more training and practice with choreography and how to fight yeah. in these shows, it's better. Yeah. It's still not great because he still doesn't have that much because they finished filming Iron Fist and then I think a couple weeks after they started filming for Defenders. Jeez. So he's still pretty fresh as far as That's how true. to fight in this style, I think for season two, he's definitely going to have a much better time. And mm -hmm. I like in this show, there's been scenes where they have him fighting, but his face is obscured. So it's a lot easier to use a double, mm -hmm. someone who can actually fight. Whereas in the Iron Fist season, they never did that. So we knew it was always Finn Jones. And that really hurt the fight scenes. Whereas with Daredevil, his face is always obscured. So yeah. You can you can throw whoever you want on there, mm -hmm. and then with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, they don't fight. They're they just, just strong. They punch and they throw people. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. it on that term, it makes those scenes kind of boring. Like the end, the finale when there was a big fight scene, when it would cut to Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, they were always doing the same thing, just picking well, someone Jessica up. Jessica Jones's power is sass, so it's sass <laughs> and apathy yeah. lack of apathy just like i don't want to be here <laughs> yeah, her emo kid why i love her yeah that's her entire character uh daredevil has been renewed for a second season as of december third, third season. season i meant sorry um not defend daredevil um Defenders. punisher the punisher oh yeah okay, okay. I, I as soon as i said that i was like wait i think i saw something on reddit about it getting renewed but oh, i was just okay. gonna link it yeah, so there's that. So I, I I would be totally cool if they did the thing where every other season, so every se sorry, every season of the individual series they do a, a season of the Defenders. Yeah, like, that would be cool. 
because it's hard to not have them tied into each other's stories when they're all in the same city. Yeah. Like, it just makes sense for them to meet up at some point. Mm-hmm. The yeah. city is too small for four superheroes. Mm-hmm. Right. And they may not be, like, tier one superheroes in terms of their ability, but they definitely are, like, powerful enough to be their own thing. But I often wonder, why wouldn't they just do, like, a um, a group just commit to like a group of them as a single series versus four individual series. Cause it's expensive to do that. Yeah. But think about it. If you got four separate productions going or one slightly larger production, but it's probably easier to get four separate budgets than one budget for a show. That's four times the cost of another show, you know? Yeah. Especially if they were going to do one defender show. That's 13 episodes long. Like it's hard to fit each character in every episode and give them enough like of a part and i feel like if they had their individual shows it could save the exposition for those right and then the defenders they meet up and just like it's like an episodic comic book and that's what i was hoping for this show it felt like there was so much exposition when Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there should have just been something built up and this is the breaking point do you think it's because they waited too long to do a defenders i think it's yeah because with daredevil and maybe even like the second daredevil they were like well what are we doing with this Mm -hmm. universe because i think they just put daredevil out and they were just hoping it would be good Mm -hmm. and then they're like well shit like this is good now we need to connect it in some way and make it a universe and they like with luke cage they barely had the hand in it at all they had it very briefly and if you didn't look for it you probably wouldn't have noticed and i watched that I don't know, six months ago at this point, so I could be talking out of my ass right now. Yeah, I I think Luke Cage, I watched the entire first season of already, and then I've watched most of the first season of Daredevil. But I think the exposition is there specifically because most people aren't going to watch all of those individual shows and learn about them. Yeah. But that's kind of shitty because they don't do that with the Avengers. There's not a whole bunch of exposition. It's just like, these are the heroes, this is the threat they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Wait, the movies? Yeah. Well, it's because they don't have to worry about it because they can make the assumption that people have watched that they have such why can't they do that with the defenders then because it's a smaller smaller segment population they have metrics showing how many people have actually watched the show do it's they? netflix yeah it's netflix they have all kinds of data on you oh i like, thought you said like they, those numbers are out there and you can see it no you're, no, no, no. you're saying netflix, netflix does itself. yeah just like you know marvel um has the numbers on obviously the bud the budget the return mm. on the on the investment everything else but sh- the sheer number of ticket sales so they can see okay we've hit critical mass here we can forego certain expositional concepts both because that's the runtime of the movie but also most people have seen the previous movies are familiar with the events of a previous movie but you I can't just, make the same assumption i i hope for season two of Dare or defenders they do that though because if you have such faith to make a second season of a show you also have to have the faith that people are gonna know what it's about mm-hmm. and not have to spoon fed us spoon feed us like three four <laughs> yeah. episodes of exposition of an eight episode season yeah it's just frustrating yeah i agree but the end of the day is they have to make sure that they they're getting their watch numbers otherwise they're just not going to make any more of them mm-hmm. and if they make them too straight to the point for people like us who know more about the characters they're not gonna. People are gonna tune out because, like, how oh, the hell's going on? Well, Brittany, she's only seen Daredevil and Jessica Jones, and you didn't feel like you were that lost, were you? I mean, there I asked like, you a few questions at the beginning, like, wait, who is this guy? Yeah, like Danny Rand. I you had a couple questions throughout the whole thing, not like I don't know what's happening at all. Yeah, I mostly just didn't get like 
the Kunlun thing, like even in Iron Fist, they barely talk about that. Okay, that's what a lot of people were saying. They had to spend so much time building up Iron Fist's lore because they did such a shit job in his own show. Yeah, that he was the only one I had trouble like getting because like Luke Cage was in Jessica Jones, like mm. I knew who the rest of them were. Yeah. I knew what they were about. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see. Hopefully they do better. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to finish the season. Yeah. Rob. Because it's not bad. It's not bad. For me, I like, I had trouble getting into it because I was watching Daredevil season two at the same time. And uh, that was just okay. so much more exciting for me. Yeah. <laughs> Daredevil season two was great. Yeah. Daredevil yeah. seemed to be consistently entertaining because as the dark, gritty heroes, I, I did enjoy them more. Uh, and I want to watch The Punisher now. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would, but the way they end this season, it has me curious about certain characters mm-hmm. and how they tie into the universe. So I want to at least try and watch that show leading up to the other seasons of the shows and just see like where this storyline takes us. Yeah. Uh, would you want to rate the show, Britt? Sure. Well, no, let's not rate till Rob's done. No, no, yeah. I, we may not we may we may not follow this thread up next episode. So at least getting some sort of rating out there, I can always follow up as like a liner note. Out of ten, what, Cody? Black skies. <laughs> okay. Is that okay? Are you still thinking of one? I can't think of one. Okay, out of ten, black the, skies. You were gonna say what, Rob? Uh, the, the swords that they found. The swords that they that found. Sti- that stick was making. Remember the katanas or the katana like uh, blades that were like not katanas that um, Electra has at, at one point. She has two of them. I, yeah, I get that. I just don't know how stick is. Or like, it's whatever. Ten black guys. Ten <laughs> <Yeah>. black guys. <laughs> um, like six and a half, seven. Uh, yeah, I'd go with a light seven as well. Yeah. Like, it's just too much exposition for me, but I get it. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not the entire audience. Yeah. They can't pander to just me. I do think the best part of it for me was Daredevil and Jessica Jones's interactions with each other. I ship them. You ship them? I ship them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day it will happen maybe. in a bizarro universe. Okay. Are you going to watch Jessica Jones, Rob? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think you'd enjoy it. I think so, too. Like, I know you like David Tennant. And he is by far the best like villain in yeah. the Marvel series. He's the, he's the best villain of all the shows. Hands Does down. he die? I can't tell you. Spoilers. No, no, but it, it, it gets me less excited. If, like, you get a really good villain, then he dies. I'm like, well, I can't spoilers. Tell you. You, watch. you have to just experience him, because like, <laughs> like I will spoil one thing. Like, he doesn't show up like in person for a few episodes, but like oh. his presence is still there, like terrifying you. Like, from episode one, you know he exists, and it's terrifying. Like, he's right, a great, a well-written villain. At and least performs like, it well. Watch, I don't want to give you an episode number, because then you'll know where to go, but just watch a couple episodes of it. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good show. And Christian Ritter's really cool, so. Yeah, come, come episode nine, you'll finally see him, and you'll be like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they stand Fantastic. <laughs> He has a great five-minute cameo. <laughs> best, well, best, best villain. I mean, okay. You guys got anything else about the show, Britt? Are you? Does this make you excited to see the next couple seasons of the heroes? Or I mean, now that I've actually watched 
more than just Jessica Jones. Like I'm interested in the storylines and the characters. Yeah. I want to like keep putting off watching Luke Cage and Iron Fist because they just sound boring to me. I think Iron Fist is more entertaining. Which is the unpopular opinion. Yeah, I know. And uh, whatever. That's fine. I can have one of those. Well, I'm going to rewatch Jessica Jones first and then I'll catch up. Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched Jessica Jones in two years. I'm go backwards to go forwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess I can do it for this episode. Episode 129. I don't know if I said that earlier. Do you have anything you have else now. you want to talk about, Rob? Uh, yes. The NVIDIA thing. That oh, I you want to touch on that? Yeah. So, um, for those of you out there that are, you know, gamers that buy PC components and are aware of the mining frenzy, uh, video cards have been prohibitively expensive, like two to three times their original cost. And most places are either out of stock or at that price point. Uh, NVIDIA came out, I think, Friday and was telling retailers, don't sell cards to miners, sell them to gamers. Yeah, which and is kind of dumb because how do you differentiate and how can a reseller know right. who it's going to? And not only that, the issue doesn't lie just with retailers. You have individuals going straight to you know the added board manufacturers like P- PH or sorry PNY, XFX, EVGA, and saying, "Hey, <laughs> we want to buy a pallet-sized amount of video cards. Mm-hmm. Can you send them to us?" So they're completely circumventing one of the I think quote unquote you know sources of strife for for, for buyers but really they're not the retailers aren't even a, 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 a thought because when you're buying at that volume you're not going to go to best buy you're not going to go to Newegg. yeah it's kind of shitty because i was hoping to buy a new computer with my tax return but i was going to go from a 1060 to a 1070 and right now a 1070 is fucking 800 a thousand dollars whereas yeah. normally it's like 400 i'm like well i can't fucking afford it now like it's yeah. One part alone is going to cost almost what my entire build is probably going to cost. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I guess just fuck me because I'm not a miner, right? Well, it's not even being a miner. Just, it's just the entire supply chain is, is fucked. Like, there's I, the I only saw, other way. I saw another thing people mentioned is PUBG got released in China in, like, November. And so that's also a huge market for graphics cards because you need a good graphics card to play PUBG. And all the cafes and stuff in China, like they want the 1060s, the 1070s, the 1080s, so people can play the games that are out. And they got a billion people, so yeah, it's like mining plus the Chinese market actually wanting the good graphics cards. It's just, yeah. I mean, when there's a demand for it, they're gonna hike the prices because they know people will buy it. They want to make the most money they can. Yeah, and also with the RAM shortage of the world that has been going on forever. Apparently, that's actually there is no shortage. Uh, oh, yeah. I've been hearing rumors. It's just collusion again. Oh yeah, they, did, they got they got sued in what collusion. Yeah, yeah. Like that's been the. I first started looking into the RAM prices going up probably in like June, and that was the common idea. It's like, oh yeah, there is no shortage. It's just they're claiming there's a shortage and just hiking up prices because fuck you, we can. Yeah. And this it's, is why regulation is important, even though you know. Most yeah. time we do okay. It's a situation like this where companies work together and are like, no, you're not getting that at a fair price. Yeah. We're going to charge it way more. We're going to double it just because we know you'll pay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sucks. I don't know. I don't have much to say on it. just like it sucks and I'll probably have to wait 
a couple more months just to build a new PC. I mean, you can always uh, just buy one of those external gaming uh, uh, boxes and just take the video card out of that. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> That's just uh, annoying. New, yeah, on Newegg, they have a Gigabyte's version of it with the 1070, and it's... Uh, it's like five, 600 bucks still. Yeah. yeah so more expensive cheap. than a normal 1070, but cheaper than they currently are. Gaming sucks. That's gaming, where that is. Gaming, gaming's great. People suck. <laughs> okay. So that'll do it. I did have one thing to say. Back to a first topic. China number one? No. Um, oh, okay. When I said that James Franco should just go through every terrible movie and make a film about the making of it, I want to see him as John Travolta producing and starring in Battlefield Earth. Oh, oh goodness God. gracious. That would be fantastic. wonder if they'd make a bad movie cinematic universe. I would with watch James every single one. <laughs> Yeah, there That's you go. That's what I want. There you That's go, Mr. Franco. We'll have her check in the mail. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be expecting a response in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Okay, that'll do it for Chess Talk. Um, give us a rate. Give us a shout out. Talk to us on Twitter, chess underscore talk. Go to our website, chesstalkpodcast.com. You can like and you can comment on the website on individual episodes if you so wish. Buy me a heating pad. Give us... <laughs> Give us downloads so we can get advertisers so we can afford a heating pad for Brittany. So or she can card. so she can comp Link control. to the GoFundMe in the description. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, perfect. Yeah, that's about all I got to say. Oh, uh, Eddie's brother started a podcast with his friends. It's called The Nofa Show. Uh, I'll put a link to that in the description. I also tweeted about it. It's a pretty good podcast. It, they just put out the first episode. And it's just a bunch of introduction, but they talk about Infinity Wars and some theories they have on what's going to happen in that movie. And it's interesting to listen to. So go check them out. Their link will be in the description as well. Uh, Yeah. Tell your dog. Tell your mom. Pet your dog. Tell Best Buy. Pet your mom. (laughs) Pet your mom. (laughs) Pet your mom. Brittany Icarus 2018. I said pet your dog. Pet your mom. (laughs) Okay. Goodbye, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye.